0: Welcome to Film Club, now playing Lost in Translation.
1: You like Huey Lewis on the news? No.
0: Frankly, my dear, I don't give a...
1: damn. That's a
0: bingo. Not
1: the beast No, not the button! I have had it with these monkey-fighting snakes
2: on this Monday to Friday play! Milk was a bad choice.
1: It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. 1st okay, last. There is no trouble. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Stuff that dreams are made of. I'm the guy who
0: does his job. You must be the other guy. Not it's not a tumor. I- idiot.
1: Hello, Poppy. Ask me about my winner.
0: My man. Your in this car? In on a
1: Japan. Japan. Upper. Japan. Upper. Japan. Upper. Up. After.
0: Upper. Japan. Up. Up. None. 啊 Lost in Translation is the 2003 film written and directed by Sofia Coppola. It stars Bill Murray as Bob Harris and Scarlett Johansson as Charlotte. Bob is a washed-up movie star filming a whiskey commercial in Japan, whereas Charlotte is a recent graduate who has accompanied her husband on a business trip to Japan. Bob is suffering a midlife crisis, whereas Charlotte is suffering a quarter-life crisis. They both meet each other in this time of crisis and are able to form a beautiful friendship that is explored throughout the movie. Lost in Translation is the pinnacle of film school movies that manages to pull off the impossible of being an art house film that isn't pretentious. Instead, what is created is a true slice of life that works so well because of the truth that it presents. The film is a juxtaposition in that it is both beautiful and haunting at the same time with its depiction of the loneliness of existence. However, instead of making the viewer feel cold from the questions it's tackling, it is instead warming because it lets the audience know that they are not alone, and that there is someone out there that feels the same feelings deep in their soul. The best part of the movie is when, and that small moment is the answer to all of existence.
1: So I chose this because I hadn't seen it in many years. I hadn't seen it since it came out. Um, And I definitely was too young to appreciate the intricacies of their relationship within the film at such a young age. Um, and my brother had just seen it and he called me and he was like have you ever seen this movie because I felt all these things that I didn't know I could feel about a movie and that was enough reason for me to be like oh okay like I think it's time to rewatch watch this um, and I found this movie fascinating and captivating in like the weirdest ways and it sort of reminds me of watching a Thomas Vinterberg movie in a way, because everything just sort of feels so natural um, and like doesn't really feel planned. Whereas, like in the Vinterberg movies, I think those are really articulated and calculated. Whereas this, it's just watching the characters live and exist inside of this space is what makes it so special to me. Um, and I think this movie is about a lot of things. I think it's about obviously translation and it's about silence. Um, and I think it's about like not being heard or not being understood it, it's about a lot of things but I really loved it um, I think Scarlett Johansson is amazing and Bill Murray is obviously terrific and what makes the movie work so well is you believe this friendship between this 17 year old actress and this 50 year old you know funny person from the 80s so that's it that's my spiel he was 17 for this movie she was 17 when she shot this. Her actual
2: age is 17. I think she's playing like
3: 23 played, to 28. Yeah. Right.
0: So yeah. She either graduated Yale undergrad or grad. I think it's undergrad, just because. Right.
3: That's crazy that she's 17 in that age. Okay. Well, that changes a lot for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My brothers said the same thing.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's it's uh, great performances all around.
3: Oh yeah. Oh hundred percent. Yeah. Like, no, even, this movie... even
2: um Rabizi who's only in it for a little bit, he he, he just uh, he feels like that type of person. Oh absolutely. Like, he yeah, he personifies it very page. well, I think. Anna Ferris. Yeah. A little Ma- like greatness. he's a little off, but like in real life I'm I I don't know, but he usually plays a little off.
0: Yeah. Anna Ferris's character is a little one note, but she hits that one note very well that it very very well. works and she's in all of, she's in three scenes but the last one it's yeah. just her crooning and them making fun of her oh my
1: god zon what are you doing here uh, oh well you know I, i'm just
3: here uh shooting a band what about you, what you i'm here
1: promoting that action movie i did yeah oh. you know <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. it kind of feels like a love letter to uh, romance films of the 60s and 70s but with like without that actual traditional romance like you have you have bob and charlotte Um, They have a connection, but it's never really explored in that gross manner that it could have went because she's so young and he's so old and they're both Mm. married. So they they never go that way, which I appreciate. It's just like a very platonic friendship until like the very end, but even that's still platonic. I would say they're, they're, they're two lost souls at different points in their lives because they're in Japan. They're just there to comfort each other and give each other a bit of normalcy because they're so, well, like the title says, lost. And this kind of brings them back to a, a reality of sorts, I think
0: yeah, it's so yeah. interesting movie to have two of your characters just share loneliness with each other because a lot yeah. of times when you have it's not a it's it's romantic, but it's not a romantic film in the sense of the romance genre, and with it they uh normally it's like, oh, one person finds the other, and they both fill the hole in each other's lives. It's like no, they both have the hole, and they spend the movie just jumping into the hole together and like sitting at the bottom of the hole, enjoying it with each other and finding this connection that they haven't been able to find. Cause both characters are married yet both their partners do not see their true selves. They uh, definitely had love with them at some points, which is why they married them. But Girona Rabizi doesn't have a meaningful conversation with uh, Charlotte the entire movie. His uh, uh, Bob, I was gonna say Bob Hoskins. Bob Harris.
1: Bob Harris. Mr. Harris. Bob. Bob Harris.
0: Uh, his wife. All they talk about is, I guess they're doing construction on their new house, or they got hired a contractor to either build a new house or renovate, and that's all that their conversations consist of. So he's. Uh, it's one of the few movies that have successfully been able to capture like the existential crisis and like the loneliness of existence I think a lot of those movies tend to go to meandering and while this movie definitely doesn't have a plot it doesn't really meander and when it does because their chemistry is so good and since everything just works you're fine to go along with it. I wrote down a line from Roger Ebert's review it saying how uh, the cinematography and the editing make no attempts to underline points or nudge us it just permits us to regard and I thought that really encapsulated a Hmm. lot of this film where Hmm. You just uh, watch these two because I know my favorite scene is uh, when they both just um, fall asleep together. They don't sleep together, but they both fall asleep. She uh, sleeps on her side and then just slowly at the very end as they exchange, he imparts some wisdom. She asks some inquisitive questions and then just puts his hand on her foot foot. and it's Mm -hmm. very touching.
2: That's also the broken foot too, I believe. Oh, I didn't yeah. even. even oh, it. I didn't yeah.
1: even think
3: of that. Yeah, and then like the entire time, like they're talking about, it, it was like, "Hey, are you getting any sleep?" And like neither of them seem to be able to like adjust mm-hmm. to this like to the sleep schedule, like where they are, and they're neither of them are able to sleep. So it's just like you know that, that added like layer of like sweetness.
1: Does it get easier? No. Yes. It gets easier. The more you
3: know who you are. And what you want, the less you let things upset you. Uh, it's like like these two like lost souls as you've all like touched upon like uh, just passing each other. It's like if they were both at different points in their lives, maybe it could have worked out together. Like maybe it could have worked together for them, and they w- both would have been much happier for much longer. Mm-hmm. But uh, just with the at the points that they're at in their lives. It just didn't work out that way.
0: But you're not necessarily and, uh, like rooting for them to get together, which is an no, interesting part of it. That. Yeah, it. Not necessarily. Yeah. You
2: are rooting for them to grow, I think. Yeah. You know, as
1: people. Yeah. And that well, that's what I wanted to circle back to was something Jackson was talking about about like romantic comedies or romantic films in general, right? You know, what one of the things that I think is so interesting about this movie is that Even though you're not expecting a romantic comedy, realistically with romantic films in general, you sort of do have these expectations. And there are certain expectations that you would have that are completely subverted. Not that you were expecting them, but they are very much subverted, right? Like, we don't have that scene where she accidentally spills something on him. And it's like, hoo hoo you know? Like, we don't really have that type of moment. There's the moment that like you guys were just discussing about them sleeping together, right? Where they're just sleeping. Like, there's no physical, like, interaction really at all, right? And there's a part of me that was watching the scene, and I knew it wasn't going to happen. But I couldn't help but think, I'm like, oh, what if Giovanni Ribisi comes back and sees this? But that's not the point because it, it doesn't matter, right? And I kind of love that that is not a part of the the chemistry of the film. Like, we're not worried about, like, either of them, like be like, getting in trouble for what they're doing. If anything, what I think is one of the most interesting moments in the film is when he has the one night stand with the singer, yeah, right? I and she opens up the door, and they look at each other. And what I find so interesting about that is that the infidelity feels more or less like uh, like feels more tragic against Charlotte, this girl that he's known for four days, rather than his wife that he's been married to for like 28 years.
0: But also it's not like she doesn't like get mad at him. It's like, oh, how could you do this? No. And it's not like he went for the jazz singer instead of going for Charlotte. It's a, it's a very interesting moment because she opens the door and she's almost more... Not disapp- Like she's, I think she does feel a little disappointment, but mm-hmm. I think she's also just upset because she's questioning marriage, and she really sees a lot of herself in Bill Murray. And if he um, is unable to stay faithful, I think she's concerned about her ability to also have that physicality with Giovanni Ribisi in twenty-five years.
2: And speaking of um, Ribisi, you the the movie does a really good job. I th- I feel of um putting us on her side over him because from the get-go you kind of feel like oh god is this gonna go in the direction of he's cheating on her with Anna Faris Mm. that never gets that's just left behind it's a it's a a nothing burger if you will and I kind of appreciate that it's like it's in the back of your mind you're thinking oh god is this gonna come up but no it's it's not even about him or Anna Faris it's just about our Charlotte and our Bob.
0: Yeah, because it's yeah. true to life in that. Because in uh, a lesser written film, Giovanni Bisi would be like a scumbag. He'd like be yep. on Anna ferris He would be just like a clearly like, oh, like how could they ever have gone together? But no, he's just inattentive in this moment because he's on a work trip. So yeah. he is extremely busy. So we don't... Yes, he should be more attentive to... Um, yeah. Life, but also they've been married for two years. He's on a work trip. He's very busy and fairly successful too like he's able to support uh his wife who doesn't she doesn't have to work she's able to uh live comfortably with a philosophy degree and all these things so we never fault him and i I think that's uh a nice moment because even at the end she gets a fax and it says uh from He's like oh i love and i can't wait to see you and it's it's a cute enough thing so
2: Speaking of facts, I have never once gotten woken up by a fax. I've heard it from my bedroom, and it's always been in the basement. (laughs) But I've never been woken up at, you know, the butt of the morning by a fax.
0: I've never received a fax.
3: (laughs) Never received a fax either. Yeah, never got a fax in my life. But I thought that scene was fucking hilarious. not really crazy about
1: Sofia Coppola as a filmmaker this is really the only movie of hers that I actually like I think the rest of them are
3: kind of I really quite like Sofia Coppola as a filmmaker like really? I enjoy I enjoy her work quite a bit like it starts from lost in translation um I did like I mean like, I wouldn't say like I would also like completely agree Big beguiled fan I I would completely agree with, like, people saying that, like, it's like, this, this is her best movie, and it really is, and it's, like, head and shoulders above, like, anything else that she's, like, made. But I enjoyed The Bling Ring. I feel like she kind of, not quite was Anderson's, because I haven't seen her latest movie or anything like that, so it's like, I kind of fell off with her, um with her movie since, but I really love this movie. Somewhere is, like, absolutely beautiful. Mumblecore is kind of, like, a a joke now at this point, like a Mumblecore kind of indie movie. But this, like, kind of, like, starts with that. Like you guys said, like, it doesn't really meander. Like, you don't feel the hour and a half at all of, like, that this movie is. It works. It works. It's just two characters existing, and, like, you, you attest that to the performances and just the chemistry between like Charlotte and Bob Harris and just like the, the, the wildness of like the situations that they're in right now. And
0: Yeah. I think with somewhere, like, cause I, well, I haven't seen it, I saw the trailer for it and it did seem to have the same type of feel, but I just, yeah. Stephen Dorff certainly does not have the same magnitude as a Bill Murray. No. So yeah. with her movies, she wasn't even going to make this if Bill Murray didn't agree to uh, come on to it. So, I think with this type of style, you really need to have an actor and actress with that presence. So, for sure, this is easily her most critically acclaimed film. She won Best Original Screenplay, it was nominated for Best Picture, she was nominated for Best, nominated for Best
1: Director. And uh, also, to add up,
2: to that, Jackson, first female to ever do that for the Oscar. Uh, adapted wow. writer, no, director, to, uh, and producer, to get first those, female ever. To get those wow. three,
0: yeah. There's only, like, two women nominated for Best Director before well, her. So, yeah. So, yeah. Definitely <laughs> Kudos. And this, this I mean, she's going to be able to keep working forever because of this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this movie 100% has got,
2: like, career. I, but it's just, like. It's funny. I, of the female directors that I do watch, I think um, my favorite is Catherine Bigelow. But Sophia's up there, mm-hmm. I think, as well.
3: I don't know. There's just, like, this incredible feel and atmosphere to this movie that I feel like. Like, watching it, like, it all comes kind of, like, rushing back. Like, there's just something magical to this movie. And I really enjoyed watching it again.
1: Absolutely. Magical Mm, is the word.
3: 100%. I don't know if there's, like, I don't know if it's just, like, the right place, the right time, the right people. Just something about, like, all of this, all of this, like, kind of scoop comes together. It still holds up. Like, you can watch, like, some of those mobile core movies, like, look back on them. And maybe, like, they're a little bit goofy. And it's just like, oh, my God, how could I have been, like, into this? or like. Just something that like kind of like falls flat, but like this movie, oh, it's just completely timeless. I think it's gonna be like one of those like modern classics. I guess you would call it.
1: I agree. Um, I think it, del- it will definitely reach that like acclaim
3: for sure. But then you have that like magic of like uh, a co- like a predominantly comedy actor just knocking it out of the fucking park. Absolutely. Uh, In an in an early two thousands like acting piece, like you have like I think like it was around this time within like give or take like I'd say give or take like five five to six years that like I think Adam Sandler had like his movies like in the early two thousands like maybe Punch Drunk Love and stuff like that. Um, Yeah. Stranger Than Fiction, Eternal Sunshine, Lost in Translation, just like any of the like the the four main like kind of big big comedy hitters had like a huge had this like really fucking amazing hmm. early early 2000s. Interesting.
1: So, stay, table Santori
0: whiskey. time. he wants you to
1: tell. Look in camera, okay? That's all he said?
0: Yes, turn to camera.
1: In Bill Murray's like sort of contemporary career, he didn't become one of those actors that was gonna like lie about his age and continuously like try to play a younger guy. He Mm. grew into the roles that he was playing. And I, think that, and I think that's really great.
0: I would credit Wes Anderson for a lot of that.
1: 100%. I 100% yeah. credit Wes Anderson for that. But, I mean, I also credit, like, Bill Murray, like, in making the right choices. I mean, Bill Murray, you know, you look at, like, you know, we, we talk about, like, I feel like we always talk about Bruce Willis and Nicolas Cage, like, in this club, mm-hmm. you know, and you go to their IMDb page, and there's, like, dozens of movies on there that none of us have seen they're all like one word and like one word titles, like breach to yeah. be fair for <laughs> nicholas like cage fire. at the
2: very least um he does it because he needs the money
1: no no I understand, it. That. I understand
2: that that that, uh, that dinosaur oh, yeah, yeah. put him back quite a bit but i'm just
1: saying i'm just saying in terms of like an actor having a contemporary uh-huh. career like mm-hmm. it's it's also hard to totally yeah, it's also absolutely. hard to get yeah.
2: Bill Murray to do anything because this this is a few years removed of him getting rid of his management and just having that one eight hundred number.
1: Yeah, exactly. So like, he only, you have to actually he,
2: know the number to get in touch with him, and he may or may not call you
1: back. And Sophia Coppola didn't even know that if Bill Murray was definitely going to do it. Like she was raising the money for this movie without like a signature or a contract because bill murray like he does said everything, he, was, like,
0: he, he called said he was gonna do it she wasn't sure and then he showed up a week before they started and the only then was she positive
2: positive. and it's, it's, uh, yeah. i think it also said like wes anderson like said no if he says it he 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 does it
0: wes anderson also mm-hmm. gave sophia coppola the answering machine number replaced his I agent love this, is, that story. this
2: is bill murray's favorite film of his and It also oh, makes wow. sense in a way because it's the only movie he was ever nominated for an Oscar for, wow. which is which is like a travesty because he's done so much great work before. And well, so- I think he's.
1: I mean, I I feel like Steve Zissou always gets a lot of flack, but that's probably okay. my favorite Wes Anderson movie. Like, yeah, and same, it's 100%. it's definitely is that, my is favorite Bill Murray.
2: Was that the Life Aquatic one? Yeah,
1: yeah, Life, Aquatic. yeah Life Aquatic. Like, it is one hundred percent my favorite Bill Murray performance. Same. I could watch I that movie all the time, it yeah. always makes me cry. Like always makes me yeah. cry and it always makes such me laugh.
0: A weird ending. Pulling the rug Yeah, out. it's
1: it's it's such a weird ending. But um one of the things I wanted to bring up um that I had written down was this idea of like loneliness within the film and how we learn so much about our character like our two main characters in the first half an hour of the movie. And they haven't met yet. Right? Mm and they meet at the um, 32 minute marker exactly they meet at 32 minutes so we learn i wouldn't say every before before our two principal leads even meet right which is pretty interesting um and i don't know about you but i had and i had to look it up because i want i did like a deep dive on reddit to see if other people sort of had this experience with it as well is the first 30 minutes feel really isolating right like she wants to talk to her husband he, only, he can't talk to her about anything. He can only talk about like doing this. Bill Murray is trying to communicate with all these other people, right, right? And there's a Japanese translator and he knows there's more being said, but he's not like, so it's like, there's like this real feeling of isolation and the scene in which they meet and they start talking, like I, as a viewer felt so relieved.
0: So what are you doing here?
1: Uh, a couple of things taking a break from my wife, forgetting my son's birthday, and uh, getting paid $2 million to endorse a whiskey when I could be doing a play somewhere. Oh. But the good news is the whiskey works.
0: <laughs> so that's why I'm gonna drop a real pretentious one. This movie reminds me of a lot of uh, Antonioni's work. Uh, the Italian filmmaker and he made uh, La Notte, uh, La Ventura, uh, The Eclipse. He's just this real art house guy that uh, nice, pretentious guys like me really like. And what he would do is he wouldn't write a full script out. He would have a story that he wanted to tell. And then what he would do was he understood that the film uh, lies somewhere in between the script and what you actually shoot because you're never going to be able to get hundred percent of what you write down. So he would go to where they were gonna film that day and he would just walk around. And then from there, he'd go, oh, well, I see that this could be shot over here. This is gonna be a good thing for our characters to uh, walk through here. And so he was able to create his composition through just walking around wherever they were filming that day. And from then he would work with the actors to go, okay, so this scene, we're gonna start here and we have to get to here. How are we going to do this? And then from there, each scene influences the other uh pretentious ran over this movie has a lot of that to it like i doubt in the script or even maybe in the script it just says uh charlotte walks around the arcade so from there we get the scene of her just walking through this arcade and it's just so engrossing and it feels so real and a lot of the movie is like that when she's walking through the temple at the end it's just a very much just like you're In Japan, you're seeing all this. Bill Murray playing golf, and you have, I I assume, Mount Fuji? Probably Mount Fuji. Mount Fuji. You got Godzilla's home in the background. Godzilla's. And it's just this really nice shot. And all that, that's probably just one line in the script. Great shot. One line in the script. Bob tees off. Uh,
2: Dipping back to Carl's loneliness take, I think my my favorite bit where the, the loneliness is broken is when Bill Murray is so out of it um in the strip club he doesn't want to be there he just feels awkward and then she comes in and they both run away and How it's like that issues. loneliness the is broken thing. because the two of them are together and they
3: go off yeah. their own adventure
2: where's
0: yeah. charlie oh and he's getting he's you. getting a dance lesson Thanks. Thanks.
3: <laughs> Great line. He's getting his lesson, and then he says thank you to the I love it to, when the, to the lady the stripper. That was yeah. He just goes thank you. He like leans into her as well <laughs> while she's while her, she's she's like,
1: upside down. I think yeah. yeah. I
3: feel like that's like the I feel like that's like magic that you get like only when you like cast Bill Murray in a movie and you don't really Definitely. like you don't give him like a ton of direction like you just kind of like say like Bill like Bob thanks thanks to stripper on the way or whatever. You get that with a lot of like comedians
0: actors yeah. There's like. The best parts of comedy, I think, is when it's just two actors in the two shot and they're just improvising back and forth. Like Danny McBride, yeah. uh, Seth Rogen, those guys, uh, half of the 40-year-old version, I bet, is just them just spitting out one-liners. Yeah. Just
1: Same dead. with This is the End. Probably.
0: So, I had mentioned my favorite scene, which is the correct best scene. <laughs> but if anyone else would like to mention their favorite
3: scene... Now's the fucking time! I think I have to agree with you. I love the- the- the karaoke scene is Mm. wonderful. Yeah, it's just like- it's just like- it's uh, I know- I don't know if it's like that feeling that like- I don't know, maybe all of us felt it at one point. Maybe me and just my- my infinite sadness when I was a young man did. But it's like, you know, you're at a party and despite the fact that you're surrounded by people, you're very, very lonely.
0: What is, I, what
3: is this I, loneliness that you guys keep speaking of I don't know yeah I know
1: <laughs> <laughs> I never that? felt it
3: what is this no, felt it. it starts to lean into that not like lean heavily but it starts to like go towards that like oh there's like there's really some sort of connection that these two seem to have together that well I don't know if either of them true like either of them really understand but it also but,
0: does a great job of never getting sappy I, I, no. You don't. You yeah. never once roll your eyes. You're not whiskey. rooting
1: for them to get together. I think you're just rooting for them. As yeah,
0: people. that's the thing. It's like there's, yeah. like there's that one scene with uh, the whiskey that's funny, but it's mm. I I didn't find myself really like laughing aloud just because the tone oh. and the way the movie's set up. Yeah, not expecting like comedy stuff. But throughout the whole movie, from like the 32 minute marker on when they uh, meet, because I think if they had met five minutes after that, I, I don't know like the 32 minutes is like okay these guys have to meet we have to get this movie going yeah but from then on i'm smiling the entire movie whenever the they're movie. together i'm ha- like as happy as they are when they're together i'm just as happy and when they're not together i'm like what go hang out what are you doing yeah <laughs> you guys are best friends it's a well,
2: charming part... film about nothing with a great bit of closure at the end
1: yeah so, m- my favorite scene in the movie happens really quickly. It's after she invites him to go out with all of her friends, and he shows up wearing that, that ridiculous orange camouflage shirt, and he's just like, ah, oh, too much? by trying too hard? But what he does is he goes into her bathroom, takes off his shirt, turns it inside out, comes out, and then she brings along scissors and cuts the tag out. And I love that scene so much because they've like just met yeah. like they've known each other for maybe 24 hours but the impact that they've had on each other is so like special and integral to their to their life force that they're just immediately so co- like he's just so comfortable like i know bill murray would do that with probably anyone because he's bill murray and bill murray is known for being able to get away with ah, anything
0: but he bill wants. murray would have done it in front of her for yucks but he yes. goes into the bathroom. But he
1: goes into the bathroom. Yeah. She can still see him because the door is open, right? But he still goes into the bathroom to do this. And he even has that really funny line where he's like, oh, my bathroom's a lot messier than yours. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, not for lack of trying on your part.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Um, oh, he's great. So, like, so it's, just, it's just a small little scene, but I just think it says so much about them and how far they've come in their relationship in such a short amount of time.
0: I'm joking, of course, saying that the scene with, I mean, I'm half joking. I do think it's the uh, best scene, but also what's great about it is, since there's not necessarily, I mean, there isn't a plot, so there's not like the, oh, big climax of the movie. There's not like, oh, everything leading up to it. Oh, the big shootout, like in heat. I think
1: there's still a three-act structure to the film. It's yeah, like it's it's iffy. Of.
0: There's sort like you could definitely find spots, but I mean it's it's not trying to be that. So it's not like it's no, f- failing to adhere not. to that. But, like with Heat, the shootout scene is that or the um, diner scene. Those are the best scenes, easy. Mm-hmm. Like this one, there are all these little moments throughout it that, yeah. like this scene, like there's a little shot. We're going back to golf where he's putting and he puts it into the cup. It's four seconds and it's just yeah. like. Mm, there's a nice little moment in this guy's trip to Japan. Oh, here's another nice little moment. Like when they get chased out of the uh, bar and the guy's shooting the airsoft BB guns
3: at him. Yeah.
0: And just like, it's this wild like little night. I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a fun little moment right there. So there's just all these moments that, um, I forget what movie we had talked about before, uh, where like all these things happen, but they didn't happen in uh, uh, congression with each other. So they're just all next to each other. These ones all stack up. And end up creating this full movie.
1: Got my foot banged up, and want to see it? Yeah. How do you say no? It is a it is a film of a series of small moments that Mm -hmm. are, if you take them out of context, they're just really charming little like one page moments, right? But you stack them all together, and you have lost in translation, you know. So I think like. I think we should I think it'd be hard not to talk about the ending of this movie like hmm. like I, I don't think we can leave
3: uh, yeah, spoilers for our listeners. Spoilers spoilers. For, uh, the movie uh, the movie ends. for a 17-year-old yeah. movie. Well, 17 so, 2003.
0: This is yeah, two Scarlett so, Johansons.
1: He says so. he's he says he's leaving tomorrow. She's obviously disappointed. He, Bill Murray, is, people love him as this persona and not as like his human being, right? He gets in the car to leave. He sees Scarlett Johansson down the street. He gets out and they have this amazing moment together. I think we should talk about this moment. Hey, hold on here. Let me out. Thank you. Hey, you.
0: What's so great about it too, is they've said bye like twice before that. So they say bye, and then he uh, walks down, he calls her and says, you have my coat, you stole my coat. She comes down, they say bye again. But each of those two byes are not sufficient. They, and they both know yeah. like, these we've said bye, so we've technically said bye to each other, but I don't, they, they weren't good goodbyes. So finally, and goodbye. then rule with the rule of three naturally, in the third goodbye, When it's the last chance, they're finally able to have the true goodbye. And like, yes, they kiss, but it's like the embrace is far more. I think you can definitely get way more in a hug than you can in a a kiss as far as, because it's not, you can get passion across in a kiss, but they don't have a passionate relationship. Like you, you, you hug a friend and you just squeeze them and squeeze them and just like trying to get your hearts to touch. And they're able to do that.
3: Ooh, I like that. it's
2: a platonic That's romance cool. but it's they do play. Like done very well too he
3: does do. I, yeah but I it's, actually not, didn't remember. But it's, it's not it's not, not it's not
0: a passionate kiss yeah it's just no, uh yeah. i i, exactly I, I all these feelings that i just need to
3: it's like it's funny because like thinking back on the movie when i was like watching it um i genuinely thought that there wasn't a kiss in the entire movie i thought i didn't think about it mm. And I thought it was the hug that ends it, and like the the whisper, and like whatever he, whatever Bill Murray says to her in the in the scene. I love that um, we don't hear it.
0: That whispers yeah, just for them.
3: I didn't I didn't remember I didn't remember the kiss at all. So I was a little I was a little like it's like oh yeah that, oh there was a kiss okay so like there is a romantic aspect to their relationship, but like like of course there is like and you're and it's not it's not outright like sad in the entire movie, but it's like but it's there, there's like an intimacy that like they just yes. don't, it's yes. completely unspoken. Yeah, Yeah.
0: there's an intimacy, but they're not like, not like shoving tongues down each other.
3: No, it's, it's more like, like kind of what you're it's
1: saying, you don't have the all list. these feelings <laughs> and you just express it in yeah. some, some way. And it's so interesting, like uh, that's probably one of my favorite details about the movie is I, I love when movies show me, but they don't tell me, right? I know everything that I need to know about their closure with that hug with the way yeah. that they look at each other like I don't need to know what he said to her obviously we're all going to wonder we're all going to make up yeah. the, like what it could be I like maybe he's maybe he's telling her that like he needs to be or that she needs to be honest with her husband maybe he need, maybe he's saying like I'll be here when it's all over like it doesn't it, it doesn't matter
3: cuz it, it matter goes yet. along
1: with the rest of the movie which is it, we're just going to have a movie and you're just going to interpret the feelings based on how these feelings, Physical situations are presented
0: to you. Yeah, there's like three main. uh, Like people have blown up the audio and have it. I think one is like you have to tell your you have to tell that man the truth next time you see him, and then another one's like, oh, I'll I have to like, I have to to like book. I have to leave. Like I have to book another. But I won't let
3: that come between us. but like it's never been confirmed by. Then another one's like
0: I have to film another commercial next time I have to see you. Like there's like all these theories, right? I agree, wholly. It's like it doesn't.
1: It doesn't doesn't matter. matter. No. It's not like it's like, like it's like oh, like, oh things
0: once things once we life? know what they say well no the meaning to life like he could have well, just said really... forty two and then it would have been made just as much sense.
1: And it's also interesting yeah. that because we don't like I think this is a really realistic movie like it really does feel like at times it feels like a documentary more than a film in um and but at the end I fully accepted them as Bob and Charlotte as it like actual characters mm. and not Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson. And I actually adore the idea that they have something that they know that we don't. Like because this film is mm. ultimately so personal, right? Sophia Coppola has even said yeah, a couple man. of times that this was her most personal film. Like it's it's very autobiographical mm. about like her life and her relationship yeah. with um like Spike, the space, Spike like, Jones. With yeah. Spike Jones, right? Um her but we get they... to the end yeah. Response to this movie. Yeah, supposedly. But, but, supposedly. but we but we get to the end of this movie and the too. most personal thing, right? And that personal thing is only, uh, is only known by the two most personal characters.
0: It's so personal, even the audience mm-hmm. isn't privy to it
1: exactly yeah exactly and that's yeah. and for like i could see this situation in another movie like how many times have you watched the movie and you're just like wait what the fuck we're not gonna know right but in this yeah. this we happens and i'm know. like it's fine there's I don't there's
0: two that come to mind yeah. uh pulp fiction i think is the most right. famous with the uh briefcase and another right. lesser one is uh that's not pertinent to the plot at all in the departed when Matt Damon first graduates, Jack Nicholson hands him back a him box the, and he opens box. it up and he says, oh, thank you, Frank. And he hides it back. I went and I bought the script for the part because I needed to know what the fuck it was. Not that I needed to know, but like, I just wanted to be able to win every single Departed trivia f- off. And in the fucking script, it says Frank Costello hands him a box. In it could be cash, a badge, an eyeball. It doesn't, uh, the, it doesn't matter. And the audience will never fucking know.
3: <laughs> I oh, love that you Marty. went out of your way to buy buy the script and all of that, and like in the end, like it's just like it's just like it's still it was, just um, the, the, the script. The eat script
0: eat gave, you know what's in the box—a middle finger it's,
3: <laughs> it's that it's that scene in, uh, in Arrested Development where like where the bag is labeled "dead dove, do not eat," and then Raymond <laughs> is like,
1: "I don't know what I expected."
3: In the
0: Simpsons, where Homer's na- Homer's always just been Homer J Simpson, so he goes to learn his middle name. So he pulls. He finally yeah. sees it.
1: Oh my god! My middle name is right behind that shrub. I'll finally know what J stands for. From this moment forth, I will be known as Homer J Simpson. It's so beautiful.
0: Just a little fun tidbit on how uh, this is about, uh, or definitely personally Spike with Herb Spike Jones. She won uh, Best Original Screenplay for this, and in the film is Scarlett Johansson. 10 years later, with her, uh, Spike Mm -hmm. Jones won Best Original Screenplay with the movie that co-stars Scarlett Johansson. (laughs) So it's a fun little thing there. And then going to the performances, saying how you're not seeing Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson, you're seeing Charlotte and Bob. Mm -hmm. Uh, Roger Ebert wrote that as well in his review, where he's like, I can't tell If Bill Murray is acting or if he's not acting throughout the entire movie, because it's just so natural everything that he's doing,
3: fucking performance. Yeah, there's just like these looks that he gives uh, Scarlett Johansson, and like he's just like got these like this sadness in his eyes, and it's just like really like just believe it. And then like I want I want to see those uh, those two those pictures, the last pictures that the entourage get, where he's just like forlorn looking at uh, yeah. Scarlett Johansson. This is when I met Bob Harris, and he's just so sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: The
0: first time when they really communicate is uh, in the bar and jazz club. And it happens with looks. They're just both looking at each other, and you know, like, oh, they're both thinking the same thing about this jazz act, and they're both yep. not engaged at the table, because Giovanni Abizi is just, like,
3: He's talking about having having
0: a, a great time in Japan with his coworkers and everything, just he doesn't even see her anymore. And so finally all they yeah. see is each other. And it's just a very nice moment. And then ah, oh, it's 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 just another nice moment. You know, it's this another nice like,
1: moment this- is when so it's after the I guess the con the major conflict of the movie, which is him sleeping with the mm. with the with the jazz singer, and they're out to eat in that restaurant. Yeah. Well, she is closer to your age. You could talk about things you have in common, like um, growing up in the '50s. Maybe she liked the movies you were making in the '70s when you still were making movies. Wasn't there anyone else there to lavish you with attention? We went to the one restaurant in Tokyo where we have to cook our own meal. Um, yeah <laughs> this is so funny but i love I... that they they quickly mend like whatever mm. squabble they yeah. have and it mends with him just picking up the menu and just pointing it and just saying We have two
0: of these okay
1: two of these because um, he can't decide
0: i don't think that's i think there's still the tension there it's mended
1: is there still when the,
0: tension? when the, yeah it's mended when the uh yeah. fire alarm goes off mm-hmm. and he goes up to her and he just went mm-hmm that was the worst lunch ever. And she's like, I know. You're right. <laughs> I,
2: I really yeah. love um, the hospital scene it's, and what kind of just precedes it a little bit. Cause that the, the yeah. chemistry is already there between the two of them. And this, this scene kind of just solidifies how close they've gotten because like, she has to really trust him to not to like, to take yeah. him to the hospital and then all this other stuff. Like
1: yeah, so, there's, a, just there's
2: put this it back in there. trust in there that like just, just kind of
1: shoe. works because of <laughs> the chemistry. Him I talking just, I to I love like, that Pierre about like where to go and what to do, and just like the way Bill Murray just like rips with like Bill Murray could make almost like any situation funny some like yeah. you know. But like, like watching him communicate with somebody who doesn't speak English is definitely high up on the list.
0: Making him laugh hysterically
1: yeah yeah that's Uh, bill murray has transcended language that he's making somebody like his his cadence is so good
2: for being um i don't think sardonic is the right word um
0: might be i don't know what that means so very well could be
2: let's go the easy word sarcasm like he's got this like dark wit sarcasm that he that he uses all the time
3: and that's just
0: very dry very dry
3: yeah uh i have a question for the two who did this is their first time seeing it. This
0: is my second uh, time seeing it.
3: This is your second time seeing it. And Carly, you said you saw it like years ago. I saw it when it came out. I didn't remember. Right, and then Je- and then Andrew, you have. I've not... seen
2: clips. So I've never seen the full thing. Yeah, I, like, I'm i about Carl. watching
3: like this for the first time because because I I watched this when I was like uh, you know like uh, pre like just in college you know you're watching all of these like kind of like not prestige but like they're kind of like. The movies every film student is supposed to see yeah
2: uh, for me it stands yeah. up with the graduate
3: the graduate oh that's a good comparison actually that is say. an interesting comparison
0: it's it's an interesting. i i uh i'm not the biggest fan of the graduate i think it's fine me neither and i think it's just since it's heralded so high it kind of takes away from my I, I just don't think it lives up to the hype but it isn't that's interesting
3: hmm. yeah but that's a good. I think that's a pretty good comparison because It's seen, a hard like, one to. It's to a
0: hard one, one to compare to. It's like, it's got some Wes Anderson vibes to it naturally because mm-hmm. like, you got people smoking cigarettes, you got Bill Murray, you got some quirkiness to it. But Wes Anderson's movies are very a Very linear. And very heavy. Like, the plot is very heavy in Wes Anderson yeah, movies. Almost like everything
2: is like to form. Everything is yeah. just formed very specifically. Yeah, so there's the yeah,
0: actually now it's it's interesting because it's it's similar to it but it's also 100% the opposite of it whereas yeah. Wes Anderson movies I feel like are I said earlier you're never going to film 100% of your script. <laughs> I feel like Wes Anderson gets pretty damn close because he basically makes yeah. live action cartoons.
1: I think he films more than his script. Like somehow he yeah. films 100% of all the pages and still manages to have more.
0: It's uh it's it's, it's art house, it's loose yeah. it's like sean's bringing up the mumblecore a little bit i'm not a big fan of mumblecore but i definitely feel that style in it in the looseness and uh not like, adhering to a script really
1: but it's like if crazy, this is mumblecore like, it's the only one i like I yeah it doesn't I, I, No, there's I, definitely sh- there's
0: definitely shades of mumblecore here where they're yeah, not just sure. like your like, line my line like, your like, line my line
3: yeah but, but it doesn't fall into like a lot of the tropes that you would have with like a mumblecore like it doesn't I feel like a lot of mumblecore. No, yeah. does, it, like, it doesn't it, suck. It won't. <laughs> like it doesn't. It doesn't hold up very well. I would have to like look back at like say Garden State or something like that to see where that like falls into it because I think like Garden State is gonna be the one that like a lot of people kind of like look at. Yeah. And like, I there's like definitely those, a lot. Of-
0: those are like fringe mumblecore. The ones like a lot of mumblecore. I feel is just like they, there's some decent actors and they had like a camcorder.
3: Yeah, for sure. Like uh, I would, I would agree with that. But yeah, like just like a lot of this, I just like felt all like i felt all the things that you're meant to feel for for the movie and more like there's like certain things in it that i'm not sure like in hindsight maybe like sullied my watching a little bit because like because now like i know the story that it's like a little bit about um spike jones and all of that kind of aspect to it yeah allegedly like it's about spike jones and like their relationship as well it's like I'm kind of looking at it for like that kind of stuff and it's like it's interesting how like you watch a movie like I've watched this movie probably like a couple hundred times but I haven't seen it in mm. a little while um, but it was like always the one one of those movies that I would like just go and watch and it's just like it's just very interesting and like yeah I think, I'm gonna, I
0: think I'm gonna start adding it more to my uh, I don't mm. know I guess watch lists of movies that I always just keep on going back to for my movies, little, movies like, that I'll throw to. on yeah
2: it's a movie yeah, where you get um, like... you yourself will get two different reactions from it, from mm. when you when you're Scar Jo's age and when yeah your exactly age, you're gonna get two mm. different oh, that's feelings. That's what
3: I wanted. Yeah, I, I, I was gonna adhere to that. Like it's just like yeah, I feel like at one point I was Scarlet, like Scarlett Johansson, and then at one point I was Bill like. At another point, I'm Bill Murray. If I'm not like, I don't know if it's like I'm not Bill Murray like a couple years from now or whatever. But it's just like, yeah, like you feel different things at different times as you're watching it, and at different points in your own life. At least for me, anyway, it's like one of those movies that I'll like watch through different points in my life. It's like it's very good in that way. Yeah, for totally my good. for my like for my one liner for it, in the movies, silence it says so much. Absolutely. Like it doesn't hit you over the head with anything. Like and you just come, you're, it just allows you to come to your own conclusions. But there's yeah. also like. It wants it you to feel you. a certain way. It
1: Doesn't tell you. Yeah, it doesn't it shows tell you anything. You everything, but it doesn't tells not you explicitly nothing. Explicitly tell you. Like yeah. that's the thing. It's like you watch so many movies that are like you know. I I keep saying the words romantic movies or romantic comedies. Like there there's always there's there's where always Where else can you those...
0: place? Where else can you place it?
1: Exactly. Like what it is romantic. That, but there's... Yeah. Without... No, th- totally. I'm not that th- like. I, yes. After I think this is an insanely romantic movie. What I'm saying is is that but, you know like you take the structural beats of any romantic comedy or romantic movie like you know how you're going to feel at the end of the first act of a romantic comedy obviously they're now together and this relationship is about to blossom right you know at the midpoint that you're going to learn this one thing that's going to like change everything and then three quarters of the way through there's going to be the moment where like somebody fucks up and then they're going to run back to each other and express their love and you know but like you know how you feel or how you're supposed to feel in all those moments this movie does not do that like it allows you it like it allows the characters themselves to breathe inside of tokyo like you also like don't get the same you you get the same you get the same treatment that they're getting it's like what
0: happens like after romantic comedy like if the cameras kept rolling and then they only showed that
2: yeah.
0: as the movie. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, that's yeah. why, that's why this movie's different because it's not just a romantic comedy. It's a romantic comedy drama, which yeah. I think solidifies for me, I prefer that group of three over just romantic comedy because well, yeah, of course. there's a more mm-hmm. serious tone to it. Um, and their relationship. Like, their relationship. That's that's lucky, sort of everything's lot. great at the end. Everything's not perfect in this film no. especially but, the but i
0: do think things are better i i if they I had gotten together to i don't them. think it would work as well because yeah you can't because if that happens then it would be bill a tragedy, murray a bill murray is abandoning his family for this woman she he is kid, yeah. is young and naive right. in doing it. but what happens is they both gave them this new spark that they aren't just alone that they aren't the only ones struggling with these big issues that and he even says you're going to be okay i'm not worried about you." Yeah, like, yeah so that's like another so nice. interesting aspect of their relationship because it's got every like there's this paternal aspect as well he's 54 she's 21 23
1: in the movie Yeah, and <laughs> yeah when she's asking him if it gets better and he's like no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no not no really especially if you have kids yeah, yeah. no but yes
0: but like that what and you like that really scene, sticks like- with me too because like i took I, you take that advice like i take the advice that once you know who you are and what you want, a lot of things don't bother you. And that's, that line's just true. Regardless of Bill Murray's saying it's a Charlotte in the moment, or if yeah. it's just written on some girl's Instagram story, that's yeah. just a true line
3: that can help you in life.
1: Yeah. Mm.
3: Yeah, I can see the Instagram post and then not realizing where it came from.
1: <laughs> I just don't know what I'm supposed to be. You know, I tried being a writer, but I hate what I write, and I tried taking pictures, <laughs> but they're so mediocre, you know, and every girl goes through a photography phase, you know, like horses, <laughs> you know, take uh, dumb pictures of your feet. You'll figure that out, and... I'm not worried about it. I think a lot
0: of it too. I I haven't seen somewhere, but Mm -hmm. it is. uh,
3: It's pretty good. The female in it
0: is uh, Elle Fanning, and I think she's like 13 in it.
3: Yeah, it tries to be spiritual successor to Lost in Translation. But I don't know how much of uh, I don't know how much
0: of Sofia Coppola could have poured herself into this 13 year old character, and she really pours a lot. The, you don't have a so character funny. that full as Charlotte without the person pouring a lot of themselves into it. And just like the yeah. line of like, every girl has a photography phase. I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah. Like they I, do. I, 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 a lot of them do. Yeah. Like my mother had that. My mother still takes pictures all the time. Like they just, they like, heard the line of like, yeah, it was just like us taking dumb pictures of our feet. I'm like, yeah, I remember early stage of Facebook. You get these like girls would like post these dumb little albums. And it's like everyone has like these little things that they go through and like, that's just a very, true to life going back to a lot of what we're saying with the naturalistic and the realism of it and how this movie really succeeds in is where it just puts the camera and shines it on just truthful moments. I keep saying the word moments, but I think it is a motif of it, the film.
3: A hundred percent. Yeah. I think like moments and just like, cause like that's all, that's all that Charlotte and, and Bob get. That's they only get moments. They, is this,
2: it's the epitome of a slice of life. Mm. So.
3: Yeah. And like, you know, it's a like, good slice. A nice of all. Is it,
2: it, what is it? Yeah. It only takes place in a, a week or two. if that. Yeah. If even, maybe. I think it's like a week. I feel like
3: it's only like a couple. I feel like it's like five days, five yeah. days a week. Like, yeah. I think it's like five days. Cause I know like at the start of the week, he's like, I can't stay here. Uh, like he's arguing before he meets Charlotte, like, Hey, I'm not uh, doing. I'm not doing. Not about, doing that talk show. I'm not doing. <laughs> I'm not doing that talk show. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bob Hollis! come on, da, 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 But then he ends up doing it. But like, whether or not you can argue that it's like. Whether he does or not it
0: for her. Like he does it for her. Time. He does I would, it no, for her. I, so. I don't think. I don't he think there's does. any argument. Can you imagine
2: <laughs> yeah. that talk show, real quick, back in Godzilla's
3: era? <laughs> There's a lot of those. There's more of those now. I think yeah. like a lot of those shows. I don't. I don't know if they bring it up in Shin Godzilla, but I think like a lot of those shows existed. Japanese, during Shin Godzilla.
0: Japanese TVs nuts. MXC is fantastic. Yeah,
3: it's crazy. You know, uh, what, I did,
0: you know like,
2: what I found interesting though. From the main crux of this film, why Bill Murray is so lost and he's stuck in Japan, is that he doesn't want to be there because he's a failing actor and he's doing commercials. That part of the movie cannot be made today because oh, of the fact that, that yeah, it's yeah. no longer like, as
3: I'd fucking People do go, actors
2: $2, directors we have to go all the way over to there regardless because we are so open now as a as a world where like you're going to see that commercial regardless
0: so you're going to know like, like if you no if stigma you
2: stigma left in hiding in a Japanese commercial
0: if you want a good uh, chuckle go uh, you can google just uh, actors doing that beforehand. Like there's some really funny ones of Leo doing like these uh, Asian commercials where he's just like, just there standing, like all these texts pop up and everything, which is very much to that. And in real life, Francis Ford Coppola and Akira Kurosawa uh, filmed whiskey commercials in the 70s. So
2: that that exact whiskey, I'm pretty sure. Sakura,
0: I believe.
1: Yeah, Centauri. (laughs) Centauri. For relaxing times. Make it Suntory time. I think this movie's great. I think it stands at the test of time. I think it definitely will be a classic someday. Um, I agree with Jackson. This movie's definitely going into my rotation of like movies that I 100% am going to circle back to. And mm. I'm not sure whether or not I'm going to notice things that I didn't notice before, but I am really interested to revisit this feelings that I'm going to have that are going to be different as I get older.
0: I think you are. I think there's going to be new lines each time that strike a different chord each time. Mm
1: -hmm. Agreed. But that's my spiel.
0: Yeah. I think off of that, I think it's going to stand the test of time mainly because of what we're saying about with its truthfulness. I think only really movies that have some kernel of truth about them are able to stand that test of time because without that, they're just movies of the moment. Uh, Sci-fi being the worst um, offender of this, a lot of sci-fi movies that don't stand the test of time is because in the moment, their special effects are really good. The sci-fi movies that stand the test of time are the ones that have something to say about humanity and don't necessarily have the best special effects because that does not a great movie make. So this movie has moments that are true to life that have real characters that we're not even sure if the people are acting in it because yeah. they're so realistic so that realism naturalism and truthfulness is just something that's so great about this medium because it was able it only was would have been possible in 2003 with Sophia Coppola Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson in Japan and because all those things Definitely. came together in 2003 we now have something that in 2033 Mm. will still have something to say about fucking existence Mm.
3: yeah it's like it does like it. this movie does like a really good job of like being like kind of a like one of those philosophy movies of like you know like a before like the before series or something like that where it's just two people talking about existence and talking about life but like where the before series like leans into that so much and like the script is like a huge part of it. This, like, it just, it doesn't say anything about it, but it says like so much about those aspects and about our characters and who they are, um, and they just want to like, it's just a very sweet movie while like also being like very isolating and lonely, but like these two find comfort in one another in this, like completely like this, like, basically like this painting of time between the two characters together. Um, and it's beautiful. It's it's sweet. It's loneliness. It's warmth. Uh, and you just don't know how, like you don't know who you're going to meet in a random hotel in Japan on a $2 million commercial.
0: That's crazy how many juxtapositions you just named, yet they're all true.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I I don't know. This movie was like it's it was a lot to me then, it's a lot to me now. Um I really like I, I enjoyed rewatching this and I enjoyed enjoyed revisiting the feelings that I felt watching it. So it was uh, a great choice, great choice.
2: I thought this was great. The chemistry was great. The the fact that they used Tokyo was great because it kind of romanticized the whole romance Comedy drama of it all. I, I wish Sofia Coppola had better success because because this film is so good. And though it does kind of, what what hinders it is it, it does kind of set it in a very specific era, because of how much things have changed since then. I think it's still a great timepiece, and it just mm. it works on so many levels. And you get you get this uh, closure too at the end, which for a movie about nothing is just a great accomplishment because it's it's really there's nothing really changes except for the two characters those two characters evolve but the movie around them doesn't really change at all and i just i i one word great
0: and kudos for never getting like too pretentious like i i love myself a pretentious movie like i like the seventh seal i said i like uh um, Antonioni movies and like this movie is not pretentious at all because Andrew had talked about it earlier it's just a slice of life and when you can present something that is a true slice of life you don't need to be pretentious and like quote Shakespeare and do all this bullshit that a lot of art house films like to do you just have to be true to yourself and I think Sofia Coppola hasn't found that success afterwards because a lot of her movies uh are not original screenplays. They're not no, they just don't something feel personal to her. They, uh, yeah. the, bling, the Bling Ring's based off a true story. Marie Antoinette's based off a true story. Uh, the Guiled is a Deguiled remake. The is a remake, so.
3: Yeah. Like, I don't know if it is just like because she poured so much. And it really is like, uh, this always makes me think of like that uh, writing, like that writing school trope of like, you know, write what you know. It's mm-hmm. like, this is 100% right. that. This is 100, like, like maybe it's a little, it's a, it's a little exaggerated in some of the moments and stuff like that, like for, or the relationships for dramatic effect, but it's like, it's 100 percent who that filmmaker was at the time, and how she wanted, like, how she wanted to tell that story.
0: It's the true curse of the Coppola. You make a masterpiece early in your career, and then you just never can reach that status again.